Let me get on the screen today. Good morning, everybody. Hey, Lawrence. Hey, Carla. Morning. Good morning. Good morning, Sheila. <laughs> Somewhere I could hear Sheila way back there. <laughs> Sorry, I was multitasking until we started. <laughs> well, of course, of course. <laughs> well, it's time for something. <laughs> Who is that, Lawrence? Lawrence, are you banging your pots and pans? <laughs> okay, here I am. Here I am. Are you uh, banging your pots and pans? We are hearing lots of interesting noises. I, I'm, wait, I'm having trouble with my audio. Ah, okay. I mean, I'm just guessing it was Lawrence. I don't know. It could be. I don't think it's here. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know. I see we were on just picked up on the line. Good morning, Ron. Hi, Ron. Hey, Rand. How are you? I'm hanging in there this morning. Thank you very Excellent. much. Excellent. Hey, Lawrence. Hey, hey Ron. Hey, man. How goes it in Boston today? Uh, it goes. It's, uh, it's going. I see Sheila's on somewhere and... Carla. Hi, I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> take your time. Take your time. I'm trying to get my back window out of the, uh, the glare off. I just love seeing all of y'all. That makes me so happy. Me too. Absolutely. I had to put on a couple other things that were scheduled today that I couldn't, uh, that I had to, uh, my, my wife was sick this morning, so she's pretty sick. I wasn't going to punt on this. I wasn't going to punt on this. Glad you're here. They're all taken care of, all fed, all lay on the couch. Well, we got the West Coast and the East Coast all taken care of, and I see Francis just logged on. Yeah. And there's Jennifer. We have, we have France represented. We got France represented Hi. here. Alina's here. I think they're representing Europe. Are you representing yeah. all of Europe, right? Yeah, with a prayer as usual. Taking this breath of love and gratitude, so grateful and so thankful to open our hearts to infinite intelligence, divine wisdom, pure love. So grateful to open ourselves to unprecedented wisdom, healing, expansion, clarity, true freedom. 
we're consciously joining together and partnering with the higher Holy Spirit self with the company of heaven, the ascended masters for the purpose of relinquishing all suffering, all sense of lack and limitation. We're allowing ourselves the gift of seeing each other and ourselves in the light of pure truth and wisdom. We are grateful and thankful that love is all that there is. Love is all that we are. So we declare that our time together is for healing and for clarity. We rejoice to share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we allow it to be. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 And while we're in this prayerful space, I'm going to invoke the violet flame to fill our hearts and our minds and our homes. We're invoking the violet flame to soak and saturate Mother Earth, every being, every kingdom, every drop of water, every particle of life. We are filling every home, every heart and mind with the most powerful violet ray for the purpose of liberating all from any sense of separation. We are truly grateful to invoke the violet flame on behalf of all beings. In gratitude, we simply say yes, yes, yes. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Boy, I have been invoking the violet flame more than ever. I just feel it. Um, I feel it just all day long. Like literally every 30 minutes or so, I get tapped now, now, now. And um, for those of you who are concerned about um, the executive branch of government, <laughs> as many of us are, um, you know, invoking that violet flame to fill the White House and all governmental agencies on a regular basis is really helpful. It's very healing and transformative. And it's, you know, this is a kind of spiritual activism of which we're capable. It's easy. It costs us nothing. Uh, you can put a reminder in your phone. You can do it when you remember to do your Course of Miracles practice if you're working the lessons. And um, I encourage you to do that. And um, just because I'm a, I am an activist raised by two activists, I have to say I'm really excited about this National Strike Day on the 17th. And so um, I'm just curious, is anybody considering participating in the National Strike Day? What is it? Uh, well, it's a, a day. It's February 17th. Uh, I posted something about it on my Facebook page a couple days ago. And okay. so it's a, a day of national strike where people won't work. They won't buy things. So they won't be basically participating in the systems. They're taking a break from it. And, um, and ideally, you would join some kind of demonstration. So you, you need to make sure that you had whatever you needed. You didn't need to buy anything that day. And, uh, you know, you can take that day off from work, from work um, and um, uh, that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, just to see, okay, look, let's just see. This is, you know, this is how Gandhi uh, transformed India, was using nonviolent protest like this to send a message. 
to the leaders. And he, he literally, literally liberated his country from that oppressive rule of the British. So um, we have a president who watches the news constantly. And so uh, these are the kinds of things that are covered on the news that he watches. So uh, it's a way to send a message and also to his staff that not everyone, you know, even though he surrounds himself by people who agree with him, not everyone does. So these are, these are the democratic processes that we have. So it's fine if you aren't interested, but um, I just uh, feel I would be remiss if I didn't tell you what, uh, what I'm doing, especially since some of you have spoken to me privately about your, uh, your feelings uh, and you, you wanting to do something productive. And uh, so there you go. Well, I already have that day off, so now I just have to find a place to go because I took a long weekend, so I'm very happy. Nice. Very, very nice. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, I am going to share a bit of the impersonal life. We're going to talk about contracts as promised. And... Uh, so let's see. You know, it's funny, it's, it's so warm here that I literally, I was just outside eating uh, and um, it, I, was, I was sunbathing practically, you know, I, <laughs> and literally. And then tomorrow we've got a snowstorm coming. I don't know what made me think of that, but um, these are interesting times. Yeah, we've got a major storm warning for tomorrow and it's so sunny. I literally was out there in a little t-shirt catching some rays. Yeah. All right. So we were in um, the chapter of my idea, which is chapter eight, uh, which is, um, and we were talking about desire and how important desire is. And this is so valuable to us in our, um, in our work with our contracts uh, because as it says in, a, um, in the Seven Sacred Flames, uh, over and over again in the teachings of the masters, it's, they're constantly reminding us that the fire of our desire is the thing that ignites uh, spiritual law to bring things into manifestation. So it is our desire combined with our determination that brings uh, things into manifestation. And people are always saying, how can I change my life? How can I change the circumstances of my life? And it is uh, required of us to really uh, pour our desire into things. Now, of course, we all have had the experience of having a lot of emotion, um, distressing emotion around something, and we've called things into being through that. We've called them into being through anger, through resentment, through regret, right? I used to do that all the time. Constantly I was doing that, where I would hold on to a thought like, they're never going to respect me. And I would energize it so much again and again and again and again all throughout the day. Or they're always disappointing me. Or they never understand me. Or they always forget about me. I used to do that all day long, energize these kinds of thoughts. And then I would feel literally so victorious because uh, 
I, I would bring into manifestation that which I was focused on. And this is the thing that A Course in Miracles tells us, right? So Jesus tells us in the workbook, stop thinking you know what will make you happy because you do not know. So stop it. <laughs> and he says, just say you decide for me to the Holy Spirit and um, to your higher self. Decide for me. Decide for me what to eat, where to go, what to say, what to do. Decide for me. And then you can live a life of peace and joy and, and yummy discovery. And uh, one of the things that uh, I uh, I appreciate so much that A Course in Miracles tells us very clearly is that we have been confused. So we literally think pain and joy are the opposite. And um, so, for instance... Uh, we many times, and I know that a lot of us in this group have moved past this, but still we can see the vestiges of it, or we can still see it operating in our life. So for instance, there's a perverse kind of joy that I used to experience through being upset, that it literally would make me happy to have something to be upset about because I felt alive, because I felt powerful. I felt lit up by that emotion. And uh, there were times when I felt so angry and so disappointed and so hurt, and I would feel empowered by it. Um, now, uh, you know, because I've shifted so much, uh, when that, when uh, those old patterns come, I, um, it's so clear. Oh, I don't, ooh, no, 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 not going there. Um, but it does take our, 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 our willingness and our interest to disconnect from all of that in order to experience that true disconnect. And it's very interesting for me. I'll just share with you on a personal level. So um, I'm, I'm living with my brother and sister-in-law, and we're talking about um, uh, my renovating their garage into a small home for me and um, taking the roof off, adding a second story, that kind of thing. And because um, I really uh, feel called to live near my family, and I also uh, would like to do work in New York. And... Um, it's interesting because I uh, have been visiting this house for maybe 18 years, something like that. And um, in that time, let's see if I get a little better picture for you if I move. Um, in that time, uh, when, I, when I first started coming here, one of the things that I would experience was I was constantly being confronted with my emotions and I would walk through the house and I would be thinking, oh, 
this is not right. That's not right. They should do it differently. This is not a good idea. This is not a good way to do it. Oh, why, why don't they fix this? Why don't they do that? Why don't they change this? Why don't they move that? That would look better on this side of the room. This, this is not a comfortable thing here. Why are they putting these things in this cabinet? This doesn't even make sense. You know, I would do that all day long as a defense, right? And as uh, the ego preoccupation always needed to be right because I was so insecure, I needed to be right all the time. So I would just find things to make wrong so I could feel right. And that was my uh, constant habit. And what I would find over and over and over again is I would plan to come here for a week or so. And after three days, I would feel sad and depressed and hurt and angry. And I would just think, oh, I can't make these long visits here. I can only be here for a few days because there's so much sadness in this house. That's literally the meaning that I made of it. And now I have a completely different experience, completely different experience. And I see the same things, you know, things are still in the same drawers. They're still leaving the cabinets open and the lights on all over that, you know, it's the same experience. It's just, uh, it doesn't bother me anymore. And every day I'm really enjoying the love of my family. And week after week, day after day, we have no arguments, no, um, no snarky remarks, no, uh, none of that. And, um, and I really see that uh, everything is, is so perfectly designed for our healing. And I'm always, always being led and guided to things that I need to experience so that I can teach them. And um, it's just very, very interesting. And uh, for me, it's a constant letting go of any sense of uh, my, attachments and uh, I remember a couple years ago at Christmas time uh, my brother and sister-in-law said look when the kids come home from college I know you've been staying in their room um, for the last couple weeks uh, but we want them to have their rooms when they come back from college so we'll put a bed in the basement for you and you can sleep in the basement if you like and so I was like, sure, okay, I'll sleep in the basement. And I, I remember, like, I'm doing my radio show, and I'm sleeping in the basement, you know, and I've got, you know, however many thousands of people listening to this class or the radio show, and I'm sleeping in the basement at my brother's house, right? And I'm just laughing to myself. And um, because there was a time when I would have thought, you know, this is not right. I'm an elder in this family. You should not put me in the basement. The children should have to go in the basement. I am the elder. I'm the wise one. What are you doing? You know, I would have had all those thoughts. But I actually was just like, this is great. I get to see, have I really let go of these ideas, these thoughts about how things should be informed? How, how much have I let go? And so... Um, yeah, I'm just experiencing that all the time, that the awareness of how much I've let go and how much of my energy, literally, <clears throat> I honestly think that before I started this deep, intense work that I started, let's say, 12 years ago, um, like really, I'm pedal to the metal, um, 
I, I really think that prior to then, I was about 99% negativity. Even as a spiritual student for 20 years, I was still 99% negativity, generally. And uh, getting to that 51% is worth everything you can do. And I think there's such an impetus for this this year to really take the lid off. So that's why I feel that our contracts are super important this year. We need to keep them right in front of us all the time. And um, you know, last week I'd asked everybody to email me their contract, and some of you did. Um, and um, so remember that A Course in Miracles says that, uh, that our thought combined with our belief is the power that can literally move a mountain. And I would say that a translation of that would also be what the masters are saying, that our desire and our determination are the unlimited, unprecedented force of God acting in us, that this is how we harness it. We have a clear focus of our desire for good, for good. And uh, we are determined to activate it, to live it, to experience it, to have it, to know it, uh, whatever it is, right? Whether it's wisdom or beauty or truth or relationship or uh, clarity, harmony, freedom, prosperity, whatever it might be, that it is our desire and our determination. We activate those things which no one else can do for us. We can only do it for ourselves. So this is what we're putting into our contract. We're putting it into our life. And it's very easy to skate through the day without activating that desire and that determination. Very easy to get caught up in the to-do list. Uh, nobody knows that better than me, you know, except maybe someone has four kids or something. But I, I definitely know that because I, I have, you know, a whole staff that I'm managing, this, this ministry around the world, and so many people in the classes with me. So if I wished to, I could completely just spend the whole day managing and coping with all the <laughs> the little questions and all the little details because they are so many. And <clears throat> But keeping that fire, that desire and determination in front of me all the time is how I have learned to keep things uh, manifesting and manifesting, including my own liberation, my own awakening and healing. So we all know, right? We know precisely when we talked a little bit about this yesterday in the year two class, we all know, certainly I think we in this group know that when our desire it becomes uh, for something that's not healthy, that's not expansive, right? We, the desire comes to punish, to attack, right? To implode, right? We know, we can see, oh, there is the switch, which, you know, that road diverged. <laughs> and we can see, I can go to the left, into the past. I can go into the, the right, into the present moment and live in the now, live in the love. Do we, not, do we not recognize that choice that someone does something we feel provoked or irritated and we have a choice? We can go into forgiveness, love and compassion, or we can go into the need to be right, 
to have it be our way, to not learn from it, not learn from joy, but to learn from pain, right? Don't we all clearly see those choices now? Even when we're making the choice, you know, uh, no, I'm going to be upset about this now. I am going to be upset. That's what I'm going to be. I, I want to be upset. Even when we choose that, don't we see that that's a choice at this point? Yeah. And don't you remember when it didn't seem like a choice? It was just happening to you. Yeah. So this year, uh, the call that I have for myself is to only make the most healthy, harmonious, loving, productive choices. Because I can honestly say that there were times that uh, last year I, I was still making choices that I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't really, uh, I just, I just feel like zoning out right now. And there's nothing wrong with zoning out in a sense, but it's like rather than zoning out, we can tune up and out of the circumstances that way and feel refreshed and renewed and restored. And so one of the practices I'd like to give you to begin to work with, very, very simple. It's just if you're feeling tired, right? This is what, uh, this is in the teachings of Master St. Germain and Jesus. Uh, the teachings are in A Course of Miracles and in the um, uh the sacred flames, uh, also Master Hilarion, right? The emerald green ray of healing and uh, abundance. That, uh, well, certainly Serapis Bay, and well, anyway, um, that if you're feeling tired, remember Jesus says in A Course in Miracles that rest comes from waking, not from sleeping. So if we're feeling tired, we're feeling confused, we're feeling exhausted. It's literally because of how we're holding things in our mind, right? So we can just stop and say, okay, higher Holy Spirit self, I'm invoking whatever flame feels right to you as you've begun to study the um, seven sacred flames. And we'll really get into them this year. But um, certainly always the violet flame works. I also really like the resurrection ray. So it's up to you what you feel called to in that moment. There's no right or wrong. They're all good. But to just invoke that and to connect with the higher Holy Spirit self for 60 seconds, for five minutes, and you'll be amazed at how refreshed you can be. And so even for someone like Elena, she's got three young children, right? So um, you can always take a five-minute bathroom break, right? You can always pretty much do that. Um, so... You, you, there's just no reason why you couldn't do that. Even in, you know, you're at work or anything like that, you can take that five-minute break to refresh yourself. And um, I know we've got Liz Racy here, and um, uh, we've had many conversations over the years because Liz and I have known each other for 20 years, uh, where, um, you know, Liz is making calls in her business, she, her talent agency, and she um, says a prayer before she makes a call, right? Isn't that a practice that you often do? Liz, would you share just a smidge about that? I can unmute you. Am I unmuted? 
Yes. Right. Excellent. Um, yeah. Well, well, what I do is, you know, uh, in my outlook, I uh, I put think about God, and I have it ding every hour. So every hour, my outlook goes think about God, and I'm, and I and often, like you say, I'm doing my to do list. My, I haven't thought about God for the last sixty minutes, and um, so I do that as a practice to just try to keep myself in tune, keep myself in tune. And then when I have the wherewithal, which isn't always, but when I do, to uh, say a prayer and bless the person I'm about to call my business. I always have a wonderful response. I always have a great conversation. Things are always moving forward. There is a momentum that's happening. Um, I, the practices Liz has to remember, stop, 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 because it's God talking to God instead of me wanting to get something from somebody. Right. Beautiful. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yes, you can use, uh, the uh, A Course Miracles app. So those of you who have an iPhone, you can use your iPhone. And those of you who have uh, Androids, you can um, beta test uh, the A Course Miracles app. And in the app, you can uh, set reminders. Is that at the App Store? The Course in Miracles app is at the App Store? It is. It's called A Course of Miracles Complete with Deluxe Features, and it's free. Yeah. What does that mean, beta test? On uh, well, if, if beta testing means uh, we haven't worked all the bugs out of it, so we're asking people to help us test it and glitches or bugs that are in it before we release it to the general public. Did you hear all that? I think my internet dropped out for a second. It's funny, but I think I got it. <laughs> yeah. How do you do that then? It's on... So if you'd like to beta test the Android, just write to Tina. Okay. Mm -hmm. Tina at jenniferhadley.com. Sheila? You're speaking of your app, correct? Not a different Course in Miracles app? Right. Okay, thank you. Yeah, you don't want any of those other apps. There's nothing wrong with them at all. It's just my app is really beautiful. It's made with love. And... Um, if you use it on a daily basis, you just naturally become smarter and more attractive. So it's up to you, you know, what, what, what's important to you. I'm just kidding. Any, any other thoughts before we start diving into the impersonal life and then we move on to contracts? Just say the first three words of the paragraph you're starting with so I can find it because I have a different book. Sure. Is this from the impersonal life? Yes. So we're in my idea and um, I'm going to, um, it's, uh, I'm going to start with, in reality, I have no desire. So I just wanted to share that I have to leave in 10 minutes. So thank you, I'm Sean. Drop off. I'm I would love to stay, but it's not in the cards today. It's good I seeing can. everyone. Yeah, I, I'm glad you can be here when you can. 
So for, for this version, it's page 100, middle of the page. Did you find it, Carla? Yes, yes, thank you. You're welcome. In reality, with a capital R, I have no desire, for I am all things and all things are of me. I need only to think and speak the word to produce results. Yet, that desire you feel in you is from me, because it is born of my idea, which I implanted in your mind only that it might come forth into expression through you. Indeed, whatever you desire is I knocking at the door of your mind, announcing my purpose of manifesting myself in you or through you in the particular form indicated by that desire. What is called desire in human personalities is but the necessary action of my will, pushing forth the expression of my idea into outer manifestation or being. So you can see that when we don't allow ourselves to connect to our desire, when we don't allow ourselves to energize our desire, which many people don't, you know, I think it's one of the things I have seen. It's almost like an illness that I've seen in many people that they are, what's the matter, Carla? I'll unmute you and then we can hear what you're saying. What, honey? I'm so I'm saying that I'm just pointing to me because you're talking about me. I don't mean to interrupt. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Um, so um, yeah, when when we don't uh, allow ourselves to experience that desire, then we're literally blocking our divinity from showing up in our life. And um, so I'm going to invite you to just uh, turn within here and think is or feel really, is there some desire that has been knocking at your door, the door of your mind, the door of your heart, God seeking to express your God self, seeking to express. that you have been feeling unqualified for, unfit for, overwhelmed by, resistant to. And what, what might that be? Let's just put that into our, our conversation so that we're identifying these things. Who would like to share? Well, um, Liz here. Um, I really enjoy teaching. I really enjoy teaching spiritual principles, especially to, of course, teens. That's my thing. I love that a lot. Um, I feel pulled and called in my consciousness to speak more like at churches and to adults. However, I don't feel uh, prepared to do that, and anytime I accept a speaking engagement, like I, I'm speaking at Unity Burbank in two weeks, and every time I say yes to something like that, then I go, what the shit? What, what was I thinking? What, I must be insane. I have nothing to say to anyone, especially for 20 minutes or 30 minutes. So um, I, I need to, uh, you know, 
if I'm being called to do this, then I must have something to offer it. I need to trust and just keep surrendering and say, God, if you want me to speak, then you must have something to say. So get talking. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and um, uh, all right. So I, I'm going to come back to that, Liz. Who, who else would like to share? Elena. Yeah, it's very similar. Am I muted? Yeah. It's very similar to Liz, actually. Desire to, um, to share my heart, I think, to, to teach, uh, also spiritual, to teach love and forgiveness. And then I have this desire, and then there is something which always comes on my way. Is it um, time, or suddenly the last uh, thing, it's... Uh, are you already so exhausted? You have so much to do. How are you going to, and you're going to add this in your schedule. And then I postpone, you know, and then when I, when I get in the situation, when like, then I love it. It's just like all me, you know? Yeah. But it's as if, uh, as if I need this push just to be there. And then I am in, in this element and all goes well. Well, most of the times, but yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, thank you, Elena. Who else? Carla. Well, it's the same as everybody shared, but um, I mean, it's multiple things. I like to do some of my poems, and also um, I was guided whenever we had the Baja retreat, I heard Regina say about, so I know what's happening. This is happening already in my life. I know it. And so she told me two years ago about this in the sanctuary. You can get a half an hour, an hour. And so, and I was afraid. And so two years. And so I, I, I started last week. But I mean, so what now is coming up for me is that I'm supposed to do out of this book, which I've never seen, which I, but so I'm really really interested in being open because everything every second i know is an opportunity to learn right and to express that you know it's not i don't need i don't need anything to express from my heart i can do it to myself to in the class whatever comes up in my life and so i mean i'm just energizing this group because i'm really interested it's, it's happening in three hours <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I really want to be open to whatever arises from my heart, and so that's the reason I'm bringing it up now. Excellent, excellent. So we'll be rooting for you. Yeah. Excellent. Can I? I have something to share too. John. Um, I've been thinking about um, ways that I can be of service um, the past couple of years, and it keeps coming back that I want to help teenage girls. And I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. And just by thinking about it, I'm energizing things because I joined this group called IT Women. And next week on Wednesday, the same time as this meeting, um, we're going to be having a field trip for a local school where 20 girls are coming to my office building and I'm going to give a, a presentation to the girls. 
And um, so I'm looking forward to that. But I've been trying to think of other things that I can do as well. Um, so that's one of the things that I've been really wanting to do, and it's happening. Um, I just I don't want to say I need to figure out because we don't have to figure things out, but I'm excited to see what the next chapter of the story is. Yes. Yes, you're allowing it to unfold. Beautiful. And with that, I'm going back to work, and I'll see you guys soon. All right. Bye, everyone. And who's listening on the phone there? I'm going to unmute you. Is that Anna Marie? Well, yes, this is Anna Marie. Ah, great. All right, I'm going to mute you back out, my dear. Um, who else? Anybody else? One more? All right. <clears throat> What to you would seem to be in me a desire for expression is but the necessity of my idea of myself to be or express itself. Therefore, every real desire you feel, every desire of your heart comes from me and must of necessity sometime in some shape or other be fulfilled. So I can tell you my own personal experience of this. You may have heard me talk about it. So um, about 20 years ago, 30 years ago, I was meditating one morning uh, at like 5 o'clock in the morning. And um, I had this experience where all of a sudden I felt like I was lifted up into a much higher vibration and I could connect with the well, let's say it's Master Saint Germain with spirit. And um, I heard, I literally heard and felt this being tell me, heal yourself and you can help me millions. And there was this image of me that was shown where I was like in robes with my arms outstretched like this, hovering over New York City. And I, um, it just, it startled me so much. I, I said, no, I, I can't do that. I don't want that. And the voice said, you don't have to, but it's yours if you choose it. Heal yourself and you can help millions. Uh, and I was just like, no, 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 no. And uh, I feel like if I had one do-over, I would say, uh, I wish I had said, um, boy, that just is freaking me out. I don't feel comfortable with that at all. I have no idea how that could transpire. I feel like I'm an evil witch. How could I ever do that? And, um, but I'm open and willing, just, you know, lead me, guide me, don't freak me out. And, uh, but I didn't say that. And now, of course, I know it's all perfect because everything in my life, even the, uh, like I used to have lots of thoughts of regret, lots of thoughts of regret and guilt and shame and all of that. But now I really just see everything is perfect. No 
apart, it's not perfect. Um, uh, and the past just really doesn't matter. If I can tell some story from it that's useful, that's great. And then everything that's ever happened to me is if I, I, I can use it to teach from and it will help somebody else. And anything that's I can't use that way, just let it fall by the wayside. Who cares? I'm not interested in the past anymore. So, um, and, and that mindset has really, really helped me. Uh, to just really disconnect more and more every day from the past. And um, so what was interesting was, so then about, let's say, 15 years later, I am sitting on my sofa in Los Angeles. So before I was in New York, when I had that first numinous experience, um, and then I'm sitting on my sofa in LA, and I am contemplating my application for ministerial school and I'm just being in the stillness and I'm shown the remembrance of my uh, reaction to the numinous experience in New York and that here I am now I'm actively pursuing the thing that I rejected and so in my personality's mind right my ego experience I thought, is there even actual free will or is free will an illusion? Right? This is about five years before I started studying A Course in Miracles. I really thought, is free will an illusion? And of course, now I know that free will is part of the illusion. But there is no separate will from God. You can't work against God. It's not even possible because you're part of God. How can you work against God? There is nothing outside of God. You're part of God. So anything that you choose to activate, you're, it's God's will. And that's why I love this Impersonal Life book because I think it makes it clear. Whereas sometimes, of course, miracles is a little harder to, to, to grasp. And um, so I realized... Okay, so it looks as though I have choices, and I do have choices. I could kill myself, I could poison myself with, um, you know, alcohol and toxic food and things like that. I could do all of that stuff, but there is a plan for my life that is the highest and best choice, and I cannot be happy unless I choose it. I saw that very clearly in that moment of sitting on the sofa and, and uh, preparing to write my ministerial essay. Uh, that just was crystal clear to me. And, um, and as if that wasn't enough, um, then when I graduated from ministerial school and um, the the board of people who did my oral panels for me, they um, said that uh, I wasn't ready to be a minister. And uh, and what I really needed at that time was I needed something to make me turn away from the agape community because I had this thought that I was going to become one of the many many ministers at agape and and I would be in the teaching ministry. And it was not my destiny to do that. That was not in my contract for me to do that. And I had had so many reasons why I could never be happy there, but I was ignoring them. 
And so Spirit gave me this. And uh, so I tried to jump through all their hoops, and I did jump through all their hoops. And then at the end of it, the person who had volunteered to mentor me, because in theory she totally got me and loved me, uh, when it came time to say, okay, I'm going to approve you for licensing, she started to say to me, Jennifer, you know, some people just aren't really cut out for ministry. And I felt a kundalini fire of desire rise up from my root chakra. And I cut her off in mid-sentence. And I said to her, I am a minister. And I am ordained by God. And I do not need anyone else's permission to be a minister. So you may not approve of me, but God approves of me. I have a ministry. I am a minister. That is my whole life. That is already decreed and declared it's done and it does not need your approval. And she was like, and I'm going to recommend you for licensing as a minister. And I was like, you know, in my heart, I was like, fuck you. Yes. It doesn't even matter anymore. Thank you. I'm done. Right. That was the fire of desire. You know, that there was my spirit rising up in me. And it was great because at that point I just realized Done here, done here, love you, thank you, such a gift to me, no animosity, I have received all the gifts, you have finally ejected me in the way that I can understand, I'm willing now to go do what I need to do and have my own ministry without any of you people approving of me, thank you God, I got the message. So it just takes what it takes. We can learn through pain or we can learn through joy. So back then I had all this joy from teaching my own classes and doing my own thing, which I had been doing for at that point 10 years, leading my own retreats and doing all of that. And every time I tried to do something through agape, it seemed to be difficult and painful and arduous and blocked. But I just thought, well, that's how agape is because all of my, my um, colleagues had the same experience at agape. So I just figured, well, that's how agape is. It's not me. It's not personal to me. And, but when I finally realized, oh, that's because you're not supposed to be here. You're supposed to recognize, go, 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 go. So I finally did. And thank God, because otherwise we wouldn't be sitting here right now. So we have to listen to the call, you know, and, and sometimes we just reject it. We're afraid of it. And um, this year I'm so pleased that we're going to be offering, uh, I'm going to be offering, we are going to be offering classes in how to teach, how to teach, how to speak. And I'm very excited about that. I don't ask me for any details right now, just working on it and um, it's coming forth. Is that, what, is that the one you said in the email where people, sometimes it's local? Say a little more. I thought I read an email that that was sometimes it's, you have local events. Is that part of that? You know what? Let it go. Let's forget it. It's okay. I'll talk to you later or something. It's fine. Bye. Okay. <laughs> All right, so let's see how we're doing on time here. Great, okay. 
So therefore, every real desire you feel, every desire of your heart comes from me and must of necessity sometime in some shape or other be fulfilled. So it had to be fulfilled. It had to be. You know, I resisted it as long as I could and I couldn't resist anymore because I just, I saw I could not be happy and resisting. So it says, however, as I have no desire, because I am all things, once this idea of expressing myself in this new condition was born, I had but to think, that is, to concentrate or focus my attention upon my idea and will it to come forth into expression. Or, as is told in my other revelation, to speak the creative word. And at once did the cosmic forces of my being set in vibration by the concentrating of my will proceed to attract the necessary elements from the eternal storehouse of my mind and with my idea as a nucleus to combine form and shape around it, these elements into what is called a thought form of a planet filling it with my life substance, my consciousness, and endowing it with all the potentialities of my being. So right in the beginning was the word, and the word was God. It moved upon the water, and it brought forth the, our, our life here. And I'm a creationist. I am a creationist. I don't mind saying it. You know, you might think I would be an evolutionist, but I'm not. I'm a creationist. The act of thinking produced only a vitalized thought form of a planet and its manifestation was still in a nebulous state in the thought realm. From a thought form, however, the quickening power of the idea within, with my will, focused upon it, proceeded to mold, fashion, and gradually to solidify into material form the various elements of life substance until my idea finally shone forth in substantial manifestation in the world of visible forms as the planet Earth, a medium ready for living expression, and now capable of both containing and expressing me. So we talked about this before, and it, it just it feels worth repeating here. This was the material body prepared by my thinking, in which already dwelt all the potential nature of my being by reason of the informing power of my idea within. The next stage was the developing and preparing of avenues or mediums through which I could express the manifold phases, possibilities, and powers of my idea. The outward evidence of this was what is known as the mineral, vegetable, and animal kingdoms, which each in turn, as it came into manifestation, gradually unfolded higher and more complex state of consciousness that enabled me more and more clearly to express the infinite phases and variety of my nature. It was at this stage that I looked upon my creation as stated in my other revelation and saw that it was good. But there yet remained the final and culminating medium of expression. Up to this point, while each perfectly expressed some phase of my nature, yet all existing mediums and avenues were unconscious of me and were mediums of expression only as a wire is a medium for conducting heat, light, and power. The conditions were ripe, however, for the creation of mediums through which my divine attributes could find conscious expression, conscious not only of their relationship to me, but of their ability and power to express my idea.
It was at this moment in time that you and your brothers and sisters were born into existence as human expressions, coming into manifestation as you did, similarly with all other mediums in response to my concentrated thought, in which I saw all the infinite variety of my attributes in actual expression in entitized forms, each manifesting in predominance, some particular phase of my being, and each conscious of me, its creator and expressor. I saw you in perfect expression, even as I see you now, the real you, an attribute of myself, perfect. For in reality, you are an angel of light, one of my thought rays, an attribute of my being, ensouled in earth conditions with no other purpose, which is no purpose at all, but a necessity of my being, but the final complete expression of my idea. In the eternal, there is no time or space or individuality, and it is only by reason of the phenomenon of thought being born from the womb of mind into the world of matter that the illusions of time and space and individuality occur. The thought or creature acquiring the consciousness of separateness from its thinker or creator. So it was then that the first tendency to think yourself as separate from me was born. The complete consciousness of separation did not become established until long after. In the beginning, when you thus first entered into earth expression, obeying the impulse I had sent forth through my concentrated thought, you, one of my attributes, surrounded or clothed yourself with my idea of myself in expression as the particular attribute you represented, you being the animating force of that idea. In other words, my idea of myself expressing that particular attribute then became the soul of your particular expression. But that idea or soul is not you. Remember, for you are really a part of me, being myself in expression through the medium of that particular attribute. So I, this is really valuable for us to understand that we are part of God. And so our very beingness is an expression of God. And it, our beingness in this world, our soul, the I am presence, is still not the totality of our beingness that we are the creator and the created. So we're, we're our, the idea of God, right? Our idea is that we would come into manifestation and feel this identification with both, right? With both the limitless creator God, perfect in all ways, and we would also feel an identification with the world of form. And that we would dance between these identifications. Learning and learning, expressing and growing, discovering the whole way. 
Does that make sense? So when you look at it this way, it, it, if we can move from, because I used to think, oh God, I hate this world. How do I get out of this world? It's so dense. Like, I just can't, I'm, 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 a, I'm, I'm a, a wizard. How can I, I can't exist in this kind of density. It's so, oh, it's just so like a trap. How do I get, get my power back? And I didn't even know, you know, that I, I, was an ascended master and that had forgotten who I was. And so I just used to think, I hate this place, I hate this place, I hate this place. And now that I see what it's for and what it's about and that I chose it and that I created it, I have a very different experience of it. So perception is projection. Having closed, we're, we're almost done with this, and then we're going to jump to the contracts. Having clothed yourself with my idea, this idea then, through the necessity of its being, immediately began to attract to itself the necessary thought substance requisite for the expression of that particular attribute and to build and shape it into my image and likeness. It thus became a holy temple filled with my living presence because inhabited by you, one of my divine attributes. So this is one of the things that Jesus tells us in A Course in Miracles is that um, our, our heart is the temple, right? Our heart, the body is the temple. The heart is the altar. The temple being in my image and likeness and composed of my thought substance surrounding and clothing my idea is consequently your real body. It is therefore indestructible, immortal, perfect. It is my incomplete, excuse me, it is my complete imagined, imaged in, thought containing my living essence, awaiting the time when it can come into outer expression and take on material form. So now we have First, I'm expressing as you one of my divine attributes. Second, my idea of you, one of my attributes, expressing in earth conditions or your soul. Third, my imagined thought of you, forming the temple of your soul or your soul body in which you dwell. These three make up the divine or impersonal part of you, the immortal three-in-one you, my latent yet completely formulated thought shaped in my image and likeness as yet unquickened and therefore having no connection with your human personality which has not yet been born. Anybody like to uh, talk about that any further before we go on to the contracts? I just like you to express more a little bit what attribute I'm not I'm like attribute of God like God's attributes or extensions yeah. of God or what does yes. that mean? God's attributes. Okay, so so I am just like one of God. I mean that's my divine blueprint is kind of an attribute of God. Is that what you're saying? 
Well, the, the attributes of God are your, like, desire is an attribute. That's when I was talking about desire and determination, those are attributes. Okay. Hey, Carl, you know, this is, this is something that, that has always uh, been in my mind or been in my mind a lot in the last year or two. And just in reading, whether it's Brent Hans- Haskell or uh, Blavatsky or Course in Miracles, they all seem to say, say the same thing, that there is this conundrum that we can't fully understand in human form in the third dimension that we are all one, but yet we are we do have individual um, attributes. Um, Another word for attribute is characteristic. Yeah. That we are individuations. I like that word. We're individuations of God. Okay. That helps. I think it's really worth studying that part. I think it brings a lot of clarity. It really does. It's, and it's, um, you know, the ego doesn't want to accept it, so it can feel a little foggy. I remember when I first um, got my first real job as uh, I was the financial manager of a small company, and um, we we were moving from old-fashioned doing the books by hand to doing them on computer. So this was in the mid-'80s when personal computing was just uh, becoming a thing. And uh, I had to learn these softwares, uh, these accounting softwares, and it was like my mind just was having trouble accepting it and, and tra- comprehending it because it was so foreign to my understanding. And then I remember teaching my mother how to use the computer a couple years later and her mind also, she's way smarter than me. And she, she, um, she just was like, I just don't get it, you know? And, um, but then once your mind starts to comprehend it, then you can go, Oh, this equals that. Oh yeah, no, I see the whole picture now. It all starts to come together. So I think it's like that. You know, that we move through these um, phases of all the, the, the veils dropping away. All right. So I'm going to share screen here. I've got uh, a few of you uh, sent in your contracts. And um, so we're going to look at them here. And uh, we've got Diane's here. She's Diane's not with us right this moment, um, but uh, we're going to look at these and look at them in terms of the word because uh, as we're discovering more and more the power of the word and uh, the power of our word, so it's not that the word has any power, but it's we imbue it with power because of our desire, because of our decision to imbue it with our thought and our determination. This is the thing that makes the word powerful. And um, so I'm strongly encouraging you this year to fashion your contract, keep it short and simple like Diane did here, 
So her, my aspiration is to be in the flow of divine joy. So beautiful and simple. My intention is to be grateful in all things. My goal is to consistently practice each day. So I think this is beautiful. And the only thing I would shift in this is the goal. I would make it a little bit more specific. So practice what? Because to the mind, it, you could think, well, practice what? The piano, the basketball. Um, so consistently practice what? And so I would say, for me, I would put practice um, uh, connecting with God or staying connected with God or being loving, being open, something. What, what is it you're practicing, practicing there? So, um, but I think this is beautiful and powerful. Anybody have any thoughts about that? It could be my goal to practice these each day or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would just put some some uh, indication of more more clearly what what it is that practice is. And and because the thing is is um, the the goal of the practice is the realization. That's the goal. Um, and then we have here, we have Rand's contract. And um, first thing I would add to this, Rand, is to um, write the word my aspiration in here. Um, just, I, I think if, I, for me, if I were reading this contract and I just said aspiration to let higher Holy Spirit self choose for me in every instance. It's a beautiful aspiration. And for myself, I like the articulation, uh, the, the fullness of the thought. I can um, do that. Huh? I, I can do that. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, so, and then my intention to choose the most loving choice in every situation. Um, uh, so for me, I would say my intention is to choose the most loving choice in every situation. Um, and for me personally, I would say maybe to gratefully choose, um, gladly choose, uh, I would add just something there that just, that's me. That's my personality, let's say. Um, but I think it's, it's a beautiful intention. And then my goal is to learn through joy at all times. And uh, I think that's, again, is gorgeous, just beautiful. So you've got a really a powerful and succinct contract here. Um, you can make those little changes if you feel called. And, uh, you know, it's that thing of really uh, knowing your contract so well that you can stand and face the sun each day, whether it's out or not. Uh, and, you know, and you just are dedicating yourself to it. Um, I'm going to let you read this one. The dog is having a hissy fit, needs to get in the house. I'll be right back. Nobody else is here.
Alina, it's lovely. Yeah, it's, it's too long now when I see yours, which is so beautiful and short. Mine is too long. Well, I, I got to keep it short so I can remember without looking at the piece of paper. <laughs> and I, to, I want to say so much and I have to put it in those that are small. Maybe Jennifer will help me to make it shorter. Yeah, well, you know, your daily goals, you can do some of those things because you, you do daily intentions and goals. So you can throw in some of those concepts on a daily yeah. basis while you yeah. keep the, the one that you have in your head, the one that you can recite when you get out of bed in the morning time. Something short and easy, I guess. Yeah. If it calls to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I love the words, you know, I, I love the word unbotherable. And I noticed yeah. the dictionary oh, doesn't helpful. like it. It is helpful, I know, but it's really helpful. Yeah. yeah, I like that word. And I had typed it in for something for me and it comes up in, in the same way. It says, it doesn't like it. No. <laughs> I love that word. But it's, it's really <laughs> helpful, yeah. yeah. Great word. Especially with children, you know, it's really helpful. <laughs> the word unbotherable in children. Yes, that's uh, that's a that's that's really helpful. <laughs> Dreamly helpful. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's so valuable. Um, yeah. I, I'll just tell you as a, an aside. So before I started the class, I left some brown rice to cook uh, that I'll have for my lunch after class. And um, uh, somehow the flame underneath it got turned up a little higher. And so as I opened the door, which is the back door in the kitchen, uh, to let Dixie in, I smelled, oh, my rice is burning. And so you see how just God is working for us that if Dixie hadn't been so insistent to be let in, I wouldn't have realized that the rice was burning. So, yay God. I know, I had the same experience two days ago. It was an unbelievable experience. Uh, and I'm not saying it too long, but it was exactly this. Like, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, in, uh, in other times I would have gone, oh no, I burned the rice. But instead I'm like, oh great, I saved the rice, right? So... All right, so my aspiration is to awaken and to live as my true self. Um, I think this is gorgeous, and I, the only thing I would change here is, um, and I'll just show you, it's sometimes I really look to just, do I need that extra word? Um, can I just lose a word? So my aspiration is to awaken and live as my true self. And I, I know English isn't your first language, but it, there's nothing wrong with and to live, but you can just say and live. So that's, that's just one little thing to note there. Yeah, sometimes I just find that the elimination of one or two extraneous words uh, really just helps to make it flow a little more, to... Um, uh, and I, I, I uh, you know, there are times when I, I really like to elaborate and other times I like to be more concise. So that's just one. Uh, it's not a should. It's just I'm just giving options to giving feedback. No, very, very grateful, really. I, I had 
trouble to write it, to tell you the truth. I mean, I wanted to express so much and say, I sometimes I just have a feeling, but I cannot put it into words. And it's not even a question of language. And I would have the same trouble in my native tongue to express, you know, the feeling. Mm -hmm. I like this. It's very helpful because I, I see too, it's more present now and live these like now you're living now is to live. It means someday I'm going to live. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You could say and live every day as my true self. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You could do that. Um, then my intention is to be free, unbotherable, affluent, and abundant, and feel the joy and lightness of being, um, which is gorgeous. The one thing I would change is your true nature is free. You're already free. So here's where you might say feel free. Mm. Um, cause you already are free. And then my goal is to ask, listen, and follow the divine guidance and to share my talents and gifts with the world. And, uh, I think that's perfect and gorgeous too. And I would add something, um, if it were me, I would add something like, um, Rand had here at all times. And Rand, I, I wish I had let you uh, read your contract. I, um, I got on the track of reading them because Diane wasn't here. So. That's all right. <laughs> I know you're not holding it against me. No. Yeah, so those are my thoughts on the, the folks who have sent in their contracts from MLC3. And um, I, I cannot stress enough how I, I'm feeling that this year is the year for us to uh, really hold our contracts high in front of us. Like Howard Thurman says, keep fresh before us the high resolve. Sheila. I didn't send my in, but would it be okay for me to read it? Sure. I had a meeting with one of the counselors to try and get this together. So I'm really excited about it because I didn't have one before. My aspiration is to feel free and loving in every moment. I inspire to live a life of peace, joy, harmony, following spirit at all times. I am the joyful learner at peace at all times and know that everything is divinely chosen. And my goal is to surrender the how and just to allow and be at peace with whatever is. Yeah, that is gorgeous. And it's so much like the other ones. Why don't you read the whole thing one more time, Sheila? My aspiration is to feel free and loving in every moment i inspire to live a life of peace joy and harmony following spirit at all times i am the joyful learner at peace at all times and know that all is divinely chosen my goal is to surrender the how and just allow to be at peace with whatever is Beautiful. The, the one thing here is um, uh, I would take the word just out and read it without the word just. Read it, with, read it out without and then read it again within, with it. 
So surrender the how and allow to be at peace with whatever is. And now when? Surrender the how and just allow to be at peace with whatever is. I like the uh, first better too. Yeah, I, I, when I was in college, um, my roommate and uh, best friend was a, a legal secretary and she would type my papers for me and help me edit them. And she taught me that most of the time when we use the word ju just, it's really completely unnecessary and it just kind of weighs the sentence down. So um, there are exceptions to that, but uh, like saying, just do it, you know, is, is more, um, conveys more than do it, just do it. Uh, but most sentences, if you take the word just out, it's a more powerful and uh, clearer sentence. Yeah, I like how Elena said to be unbotherable, because that has been my main theme for this year, to just be at peace with whatever is. Whatever comes, I want to just be okay with it and know that it's all good. Yeah, me too. Final thoughts, anyone? I'd like to nominate that word unbotherable for the word of the year with all the stuff going on. I feel like it is the word for the year. <laughs> unbotherable. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I the, the first year that I began um, having, it's funny, there's hundreds of uh, high school students out here right now. <clears throat> the high school is a half a block away and they must have a fire drill. It's a nice day for a fire drill. Um, what was I gonna say? <coughs> oh, I'm botherable. So, the first year I went on a New Year's meditation retreat with Reverend Michael, I decided to, <clears throat> wow, somebody clearing something big? Whoa. <clears throat> wow. Um, uh, I decided to create an um, intention for my life, for my year, that year. And uh, I think it was 1998, and it was to be unbotherable. And I realized that is very good, life transforming. Yes. And, we, and it's totally doable. It's totally doable. So good to be with everybody. So we're going to um, continue on with the impersonal life. And uh, we're, we're going to begin uh, also mixing in the sacred flames. Anybody not read the seven sacred flames yet? Okay, great. I have a question. Yes. So in... On page 108, when it, in impersonal life, when it's talking about divine attributes, is that does that relate to 
the seven sacred flames and the attributes of those flames that we're choosing to come in and experience? Yes. Yeah. So think another word for attributes is characteristics. And so all those, uh, uh, what in sacred flames uh, call some uh, qualities, I think, or characteristics. They use the word characteristics. So then uh, it says in there. Sorry. It says in there no, that we mainly choose one ray to be our primary. So then and, still, and still, remember in, as Jesus says in A Course of Miracles that when we see our brothers and sisters as they truly are, all we will see is the great rays. So the all those characteristics all those qualities so you know i'm a violet flame girl so uh which is freedom transformation forgiveness compassion but i still express wisdom i still express love i still express um abundance and uh you know the different characteristics of the race because really we're we are these rainbow beings right yeah but what I believe is that we make this um, choice before we incarnate. What is it we'd most like to understand, to express, to reveal, to discover, and then that becomes the predominant thing. So for me, I can see that it really is about transformation and forgiveness and compassion, and that's everything that I teach. Great. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. But then you can also see how uh, wisdom is, uh, compassion is wisdom. Love is wisdom. Abundance is wisdom. You see, they're all, because really every single one of the characteristics or uh, attributes of the seven sacred flames, the 12 sacred flames are uh, characteristics of love, uh, attributes of love aspects of love expressing and that's what we are that's all that there is yeah yay i'm so grateful we're having the class in the daytime i really like it i'm i'm so grateful so grateful that elena can join us and sean is uh you know taking time off from work and ron and everybody uh to to come together thank you so let's, let's take this breath of love and gratitude here and seal it all with a prayer. We are grateful and thankful to recognize our divinity and the divinity of all life. So grateful to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and consciously recognize our wholeness and our perfection is God-given. It's already here. We are grateful and thankful to relinquish any and all thoughts of lack and limitation, any thought, any belief, known or unknown, that could possibly cause any kind of pain or suffering, we are gratefully and willingly handing it over to the higher Holy Spirit itself right now. We're moving into that true acceptance, completely unbotherable, expressing joy, living from the love, being that dynamic loving presence in all of our relationships, 
we're waking up together. We are grateful and thankful to share the benefits with everyone and to claim the fullness of our healing and awakening here and now. We allow it to be. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Yes. God bless you, everybody. Bye for now. Thank you, Jennifer. Bye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye, Deb. <laughs>